0: Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast, Kevin Acey. I am at Petco Park. Jay Posner, you're just up the road there in San Diego. I'm back for three days. How about that? Padres, Brewers. But before we get to this three-game series, which, uh, you know, there's a lot to talk about in there, we should recap... You never know what you're going to see at a ballpark, and especially Coors Field, but you absolutely have no idea anything like what happened this weekend is coming. But I quickly want to play it forward when we do that, Jay, um, because it left the Padres pitching staff in tatters, and they've taken some moves today to uh, address that. That is correct,
1: and uh, I know that you already have one story online about that. But we, we have to talk at least a little bit about what happened <laughs> at Coors Field because I don't I don't think anybody has ever seen anything like that even even by Coors stand even by Coors Field standards yeah. which which are ridiculous enough that was whatever is beyond ridiculous and and I mean let's be honest the Padres are lucky they didn't get swept very I mean you have two I mean kudos sort of to miracle, them. right absolutely give them all the credit in the world eleven to five in the ninth inning and they win yesterday. Or Gavitous gives up what nine runs in an inning and a third wow. and somehow they win both of those games so you, you have to give them a lot of credit you know mm-hmm. they, they did not roll over they didn't they didn't do any of the kind of stuff that sometimes you see teams do and you know the as as they love to say they battled and they battled to the point where they you know they forced Colorado into making errors and and they came up with some huge hits in, in both of those games and and uh, you know look, Matt Strom, what a what a bat he had. He he
0: could teach I'm some of
1: these you. guys. He could teach some of these guys about work about working <laughs> the
0: counts. Well, let me tell you something. Here's why. Okay, look, all credit to him. Okay, especially he lays off the three two pitch. But here's his explanation. He even pulled me aside afterward to just reiterate. I couldn't hit John Gray. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming in out of the bullpen, throwing ninety eight, touching ninety nine. There was
1: no chance he was swinging. Well, well, it was funny because when it got to two and zero, I said, "Well, he can't be swinging here on two and zero. You got to make him throw a strike." So it's it's two and one. Then it goes to three and one, and you're thinking, "Well, he's got to be taken again on three and one." And then it got to three and two, and I didn't know what his plan was uh, at that point. But he's he's lucky that uh, they threw him a ball. But either way, I mean, the the Padres would have still gone into at least the bottom of the ninth. Uh, you know, in a, in a tie game in that situation. But, After being down
0: 13-10, to 10 and, you know, right. that's... And it's, I thought again, it was it's days.
1: such a different... I mean, this team is so much different when Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh. Is, is able to play. I mean, he, you know, he missed it. He, he was supposed to sit out Saturday. Uh, you know, he got, he got called in uh, because of the absurd, you know, the absurdity of Major League umpires. It, he makes a spectacular catch in that game. You know, maybe he was two the, for two, right? Got a couple hits. Made a catch that <laughs> might have been the what the second or third best defensive play we've seen all year. I still think Machado's throw from the left field stands was probably uh, was probably better, but it was it was right up there with uh, with that. He made an, another amazing defensive play yesterday on a ball that was just scorched. You know, he scores runs with his feet, with his bat. It, it's just such a blast to to have a player like that. On, on the team that you watch all the time uh, right now. And, and, you know, I tweeted he's worth the price of admission by himself. And I, I think that's true. I mean, if you're going to go to a baseball game because you want to see, you know, the best players in the world, you know, who would you rather see right now than Fernando Tatis, except maybe if you had Christian Yelich on your team. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that a little bit later. But it was he, he makes a difference. Hunter Renfro. You know, makes an obvious difference. Right after you wrote that the the Padres were considering trading him, he started blasting balls from you know from here to the moon, and he's up to what twenty three home runs now, I think.
0: Twenty three home runs, second most uh, in the majors, behind okay. Christian Yelich, right? Again, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say one more thing about this, but uh, I keep uh, we keep teasing toward what is uh, coming—the reigning NL MVP—and uh, you know, one of those teams that's. Uh, you know, churning up the, the NL Central is uh, going to make that interesting, far more interesting than the, than the NL West. Uh, the Tatis thing, and it, it's it's just amazing. Like the play yesterday, where the, was it? Lambert still? Yeah, looks uh, looks him back yeah. to, uh, to, to to third base. He is satisfied. Because you can't really think he's going to go home, even though it's in your mind, this Fernando Tatis Jr., and you've seen, you got the scouting report, but really, is he going to go home? And he does, and his, his slides are so magnificent. Right. And his, everything about him. and then I thought, go back and watch this, folks, if you haven't. Uh, the after slide. Did you see it? If you paid enough attention to this? Like, he's so athletic. Like, everything he does is beautiful to watch. But I got to thinking, like, at some point, is, who was it that hit that, Hosmer? Is Hosmer gonna be safe at first because the pitcher refuses? Like (laughs) he he won't throw? Like I mean, that once it gets out there that this kid is gonna do this. Um, and what are teams going to do? Because his instincts are just so good. It's it's not just like oh well, the scouting report's going to catch up on speed. You know, as they say, speed doesn't slump and instincts don't slump. I mean, he's really it's it's special. And
1: it's like you're trying not to get too carried away. I mean, he's 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 played 37 games in the majors. I mean, right. you know, that's that's a fourth. But it's, those it's, it's not even one seeing. right. It's not even one fourth of a season that he's played, but. It's just it's so hard not to to get carried away and to think that this is special. And even from a numbers you know standpoint, he he leads the Padres in WAR. He has a 2.4 WAR, and he's only played in <laughs> 37 games. So I, I mean, and that and it's not just because the other Padres haven't done anything. I mean, Hunter Renfro has 23 home runs, and you know, and and Kirby Yates has has been phenomenal and all that. But let's go. Those were some of the positives. We wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't talk about the negatives. Of yeah. of the weekend and and basically all of June. I mean, the ERA now is over seven yeah. for the month of June. The the Padres are five and ten in June. They're probably you know probably lucky not to be. I don't know three and twelve, two and thirteen, you know the way that they've the way that they've pitched. They've they've given up twenty six home runs in those fifteen games and 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 look, only four of them were played at Coors Field. What is going on with this pitching staff? Is there anyone out there? That can be counted on, other than, you know, I guess. I mean, I, I shouldn't say anyone. I mean, guys like Wingenter and and Stammen for the most part, have been pretty good. Kirby Yates well, has been great. lucas and Lu- Luis, Joey Luis
0: right? And and Luis Perdomo, Joey Lucas. And I want to say this: Matt Whistler's been pretty good, and mm-hmm. he gave up some uh, runs in in Coors Field. Um, that were on really good pitches against really good players. I mean, that offense obviously benefits from a place right, where what 14 right. runs a game are scored, but there's some really good hitters, Charlie Blackman, Nolan Arenado, And so I, I I'm going to put Matt Whistler in there, but you're hundred percent right. And they have known it. You want to say that we're like, we need to focus on the negatives as part of our job. Um, if we're going to call them negatives, whatever reality, that's exactly what the Padres personnel department is focusing on and has been for a while. They, they went in and I was talking to him on uh, Thursday, uh, it's going to be a rough one for our bullpen, probably, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what. They didn't know it was going to be this rough. When it got this rough, then they had no choice. But and I, like, I love Logan Allen. We thought that he was uh, the Padres love him. They thought he was going to be out of spring training. But this is by default that Logan Allen, their fifth-ranked pitching, fifth-ranked pitching prospect, is going to start on Tuesday night because they, they can't risk. Even if Joey Lucchese pitched a perfect game tonight, right, <laughs> uh, their bullpen. And they have enough coverage for tonight. It's, we went uh, five. Whistlers available. Matons available. Stamina gates are available. Um, Wing ventures available. But they don't. Ha- they can't. Go- then go into Tuesday saying, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna use our bullpen to get through that game. They're just not. But I will say, guess guess what else, Jay? I don't know if you, you caught this I tweeted this uh, just before we started taping this uh, early Tuesday afternoon uh, or Monday afternoon. Yep, did it again. Uh, uh, Kazuhisa Makita also up.
1: Oh, okay. No, I did not.
0: That is right next to the dictionary uh, under all hands on deck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Titanic is thinking. Well, uh, um, yeah. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but
1: come on. <laughs> no, I mean, they've, they've given up as many runs in June as they gave up in all of April. Um, so that's, that's exactly the same number in 15 games in June that they gave up in 26 games in April. So, good stat. Jay. That's not a good. That's not even the best stat I have for you today. You'll, oh, you'll love the I later a, oh, That I. Uh, I need a
0: cigarette after this. That, podcast, that probably. That's
1: uh, great. But they. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where we knew that they were going to struggle pitching at times this year, but but this is this is probably <sighs> lower than
0: we thought that it be. Did would you come see in, the stat? Did you see the stat that I had, Jay? That the four point six two ERA that mm-hmm. the staff has right now is the lowest it has been. Since 2009, except for 2016. Now, why did I say it like that? The highest, 2016 the highest was been. the I'm sorry, the highest it's right. been. It's uh-huh. the worst expense. So, right. That is, in 2016, they had that several days, and it was actually higher. But uh, the reason I broke it out like that is 2016 was like you know that was the year of that was Andy Green's first year. That was a terrible staff. That was just basically like throw it all away, burn it, um, and you know. So, but. This is the pitching staff is some, something that even in all the awful years that you can count on. But right now it's as high as it's been, uh, with rare exception, in, in uh, over a decade.
1: Right, right, and and I guess I mean you can look at at, at it two ways, and you know certainly that, that it's all falling apart and it's never going to get better. Or you can <laughs> or you can try to look at it in the sense that you know, look, Luke has been pretty good. I mean his ERA's is just over four. Um, and, his last five starts, pretty good. Right, and, and been, mm-hmm. been getting better. Matt Strom, you would think, would, would you know, now that he's getting healthy, you, you would hope that he would get back to what some of what we saw earlier. Chris Paddock's getting a little rest in the minors and, and working on his changeup. So when he comes back, you know, you can hope that he, that he's back to a little bit closer to what he was earlier in the year than his last few starts. Um, so that that would be at least three spots in the rotation. You know, Cal Quantrill's been been okay. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we're going to see from Logan Allen. Um, you know, Eric Lowers hit and miss. I mean, obviously he's not good at Coors Field, but a lot of guys aren't. So I, I don't think it's completely hopeless. It's just kind of been shocking well, to see in these last how bad? you know two yeah. and a half, three weeks as to how bad uh, well, that it's gotten. And I don't know that it's, you know, and it's not one thing they have going for him this week, it's, you know it's june gloom it's cool as far as as far as playing at petco these next 3 well two nights and and an afternoon game but you know this brewers team has some guys who can really mash and <sighs> uh, so it's, it's. I want you
0: to talk about the Brewers, but I first want to say also to Nelson Lamette, provided he doesn't have mm-hmm. some sort of setback, which uh, he's in a completely different place than Jose Castillo, who pulled himself from Saturday night's start, the lefty reliever who they were expecting to be back probably today. Uh, then you wouldn't have seen Kazuhisa Makita, but uh, with the flexor, uh, the forearm strain, well, unfortunately, he felt uh, discomfort in his forearm and has been shut down. So uh, as long as, you know, I want to say this. Nelson Lamette is expected here by the end of the month to fill four or five innings per start mm-hmm. uh, going forward, provided his rehab continues to go well.
1: <laughs> right, and that you know what, four or five <laughs> innings is not that much different than you're going to get out of some of these guys anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you can do that, and you can, and you can try to get you know six or even seven out of Lucchese and Strom and Paddock, and and even Lauer at times, then you can live with uh, you can live with that. I mean, that's all I'm sure. I know they were hoping Mark would go deep into the game yesterday. I don't think anybody could really have expected that. But I'm sure if they could have gotten four innings out of Mark yesterday, yesterday, they would have been thrilled um, with that. And I, I think it was one of those things, even after the first inning, where you could tell, all right, he probably shouldn't still be in the game, but the way their bullpen is and the state of it, yeah. you got to try to, you got to try to see if you can buy another couple of innings out of them. Yes. But after those hits, I mean, it got, I, I remember as, just before Andy walked out of the dugout, Mark Grant said on TV, you got to get him out of here at this point, don't you? I mean, it was just, yeah. it, it was just kind of, you, you kind of felt bad for him at that point. I mean, he was, uh, he just wasn't capable of, of getting people out. I mean, the one out he got in the second inning was self-defense, um, with the, I think the line
0: drive that was hit back at it. Oh my gosh, yes. I will tell you this, a little insider, and, and uh, just, uh I, I'm almost, I'm almost reluctant to say this for those who, uh, ridiculously say that, uh, don't ask the tough questions. I would love to see many people walk into this clubhouse, uh, and ask the questions that I ask or after I write some of the things I, uh, write, but I am a human and I was, <laughs> I was grateful. To some extent, the kid's 23 years old. He's a nice kid. I was grateful to some extent that the game uh, went far beyond where we needed to talk to Nick Margavit yesterday. It right. Just, it wasn't cool. going to be fun. It, yeah. just, it was, it was going to feel like torture. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. At, at least something
1: <laughs> far more, far more things happened to, uh, to take everyone's <laughs> mind off of uh, off that. And I, I would assume he was. And I think even... it's pretty obvious that he's going to be,
0: you know, a casualty of, of today's move. So, right, you
1: know. right. Um, so anyway, we go on to the Brewers now. Here for here for two nights. Team that almost went to the World Series last year. Um, two nights had, in an afternoon. Right, two nights in an afternoon. Had a struggle <laughs> earlier in the year. they and and they're forty and thirty-one. Uh, weird that their run differential is only plus twelve. We should note the Padres are minus thirty-eight, which basically means that it's going to be hard to sustain this the record, even at two games under five hundred, will be hard to sustain. But the Brewers had a it's funny their run differential took a big hit after playing the Marlins. That the they were minus twenty one in two games in the first two games of that series against the uh, uh, against the Marlins. So that hurt. But they they have been better lately. They they had won twenty two out of thirty five before going to San Francisco of all places and losing two out of three um, over the weekend. But red uh, hot
0: Giants, the, red hot
1: the, the red hot Giants. They. Um, the Brewers will uh, throw a familiar face tonight. Yolish Chassin is expected to come off the injured list oh. tonight, has not started a game since May 31st, uh, has always pitched great at Petco, uh, not just against the Padres, but when he was here, I was was looking. He has a 2.28 career ERA in 19 starts at Petco. So um, we'll see what kind of condition he's in. And then the Padres face the, the Brewers' best two starters uh, the next couple days, Brandon Woodruff on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, and one thing to note about Brandon Woodruff, 10 for 31 at the plate this year, uh, in addition to, uh, to pitching well, and Zach Davies, who's been tremendous for, um, for the Brewers this year. Uh, both those guys are only 26 years old, so that's good for the Brewers. I do want to talk about the one pitcher that I, I, I hope to see in these, uh, in these next couple nights, Uh, when I'm at Petco, because Josh Hader is so much fun to watch. Um, And here's the stat, Kevin. Josh Hader, so far this year, lefties are 4 for 35 against him, hitting 114. Righties are 9 for 82 against him, hitting 110. So that's a 111 average. But that's 13 hits that Josh Hader's given up this year. Six home runs, three doubles, and a triple. He has given up three <laughs> singles the entire season. He, he has faced almost 100 and, almost 120 at-bats. He's allowed three singles. Left-handed batters against him, 35 at-bats, no singles. Two home runs, a double, and a triple. I just found that for people just, I mean, I know people don't get as worked up about stats as you and I do. But I, I just think the idea that it's June 17th today. The anniversary of something very famous that happened. Several things in this country that happened 25 years ago, but three singles this guy's given up in uh, out of out of 13 and 10 extra base hits in you know in basically two and a half months. So, uh, and he has 69 strikeouts in 35 innings. So, he he's someone that you kind of want to see, and yet if you're you know a Padre fan rooting rooting hard for your team, maybe you don't want to see him in the same way that other teams don't want to see Kirby Yates right now.
0: Are you still JJ? Are you still uh, upset that your NBA finals got interrupted by a car chase 25 years ago? Did no, I get it right?
1: I, I am. I am not at all. But that, <laughs> that was also ESPN did a great documentary on uh, on that day. Um, it was also the day Arnold Palmer played his final U.S. Open. Um, I
0: did not know that in
1: uh, in, Pens- in Pennsylvania near his uh, near his home. So it oh, was uh, it was it was crazy. Uh, it was a crazy day. So. Um, anyway, we'll go on. The, the Christian Yelich, who is just oh. phenomenal, leads the majors in slugging, majors in OPS. Uh, we talked about a 2.4 war for Fernando Tatis. Yelich is at 4.2. Uh, only Cody Bellinger has more, has a higher war in the uh, oh. National League. 26 homers, 57 RBIs, and we're at, in the middle of June for uh, for Christian Yelich. Uh, two other guys who you should keep an eye on. With uh, OPS numbers over 900, former Padre Yasmani Grandal uh, has 15 home runs, and Mike Moustakis, uh, who I think was mentioned at a time as possibly signing here, 21 home runs. Was that ever really a possibility?
0: It was a fallback. It was uh, it was a fallback for sure, absolutely, Uh, and sometimes those happen, but. And that would have uh, that that we that, you know what's funny we would have thought hey cool and he'd, he'd be hitting 15 home runs we think that's pretty cool but not now yeah <laughs> of course he has more homers than Manny but not, that's not what we're talking about, no right? no so, that's uh, that's true in, but uh... that's that's a that that is a lineup right there I mean that's a lineup for Logan Allen to come in and face you know not to mention Joey Lucchese what I believe though much like Andy Green does I now get mixed up like who I think it's Eric Lauer <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Can't be Lowry. It's Strong. No. Yeah. Luke, so three straight, yeah, Luke, Casey,
1: Allen, and Strong yep. for the uh, yep. for the three, and then uh, and then heading out east to Pittsburgh. For, uh, and
0: then? For the Baltimore. Weekend.
1: And then Baltimore. I wonder if there'll be anything to write about in Baltimore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait to hear Manny talk about it. That's all. <laughs> That's all. So, so three against uh, the Brewer. Jay, uh, I'll give you one last chance to talk about uh, the Brew crew and uh, then I'm going to start getting ready for this sucker. No, I think,
1: I think we've talked enough okay. about the Brew crew. We've talked enough about the Padres and uh, what we saw over the weekend and, and you, you certainly wrote a lot about it and and uh, and looking forward to tomorrow night. And, and, I mean, you know, any night, but especially tomorrow night and, and seeing what Logan Allen has to offer.
0: Um. 31st start by a rookie. They have their, their first starts, uh, you know, more often than not. Uh, this will be the fifth guy to make his debut as a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen some real nice ones. We have. Um, and then, you know, Cal Quantrill is the only guy who went to five innings at court field this weekend. That's uh, they've right. gotten pretty good uh they they really have they they uh, out of rookie starters they you would say if there's been issues you know uh, them at times but not just them uh, I I really don't think they could have expected much more out of what they've got out of their rookie starters and that's I think six or seven more rookie starts uh than than any other team uh so you know you don't know you know I remember when you would expect oh gosh a guy's coming up to make a debut this is going to be ugly right you know what Logan Allen was pretty darn good at parts of uh, spring training. He's been very good in the minors. He went one point nine starts in Triple A uh, this season with a one point nine. It was either one nine one or one nine zero ERA in the, in the Pacific Coast That's League. That's crazy. Uh, I am. I, I look forward to seeing. Uh, you know, he knows it was sort of by default, and and he's a very prideful guy. And I look forward to seeing what Logan Allen does.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, you know what? Sometimes you you don't plan your you don't plan when you get your break nope. and, and everything, and and all you can do is. Uh, Try to take advantage of it, and, and if he if he can, then, you know, and it might not even be that he makes his next start here. I mean, they've got all these off days coming up, and if they're going to bring Paddock back, um, they might not even need him for another week and a half or so. But again, if he pitches well in, the, in a start like this, then who knows where he might make his, his next start or when his next opportunity would, mm-hmm. would come here. So that's something to look forward to, and then we will uh, talk to you again from Pittsburgh on uh, Friday.
0: Indeed. Thank you, everybody.